Oh man, you make me so freaking upset. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh. Man, that music always makes me so happy. It causes a smile to be on my face. Just remembering uh, when Porter and I laid down. Well, Porter laid down those tracks. I recorded it, but uh, I so enjoy my time with my sons and my daughters and my family. And part of the Sanguine community, welcome to the Sanguine Podcast. I'm Tom Baldwin, and you are family out there. Yeah, you are part of the extended family. We are together, united in Christ. And so we are family. So welcome. So excited that you are here today. Oh boy, oh boy. No, no, let's not go down that road. Don't. In my younger days, you guys are going to think this is hilarious, but uh, I always wanted to inspire to be a, a pastor or a preacher. And really, until I hung around a bunch of pastors and preachers, and they're truly wonderful people. But what they have to deal with, most people have no idea. And especially now in the realm of emails and not face-to-face contact, the things that can be said to pastors are outrageous. But uh, I used to practice like my uh, Southern Baptist preaching or my uh, gospel preaching because uh, I thought that was fun, you know, as some kids like, you know, play act being a boxer or something like that. I play acted being a preacher. I know. What a dork. <laughs> Anyway, hey, coming off of a Friday night where the local group here in Belgrade, Montana, gathers friends um, from around the valley. We gather and we have fellowship and we really, we are family here and such a great evening. And uh, if you're not a part of that group and you just listen to the podcast, I encourage you, maybe you are the one to start that kind of group. And uh, you could be the catalyst to begin to bring extra meaning and substance into your own life, into other people's lives. And it, you know, Adrian and I have been doing this off and on for a very, very long time. And it's really not that hard. You just kind of, your biggest thing, you just got to be chill. Now, some of you out there, that may be a really hard thing. And so this would be really good practice. Anyway, I digress, which seems to be my superpower. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, thank you all for your support. Thanks for the encouragements that come via email. Thanks for the support that comes via my website at sanguinefaith.com. I so appreciate that. Anytime you send support, it goes to upgrading equipment and just, you know, I uh, got new mics, got a a camera in the process of upgrading my computer so I can process video faster, so I can get it uploaded, so I can actually store it. I have so much video that it's just my computer bogs down. I just can't upload it. So eventually there's going to be full access on the YouTube channel. So if you so desire, which I'm not a bad looking guy, but you know, I'm getting older and I'm a little chubby. But if you want to look at this mug or that helps you as you listen, then uh, that will be available to you. And I'd like to say shortly, but I don't, it may be a couple months. It may even be by the end of summer. 
But hey, if you appreciate what I'm doing here, the best thing that you can do for me, and it helps me get exposure, it helps my podcast grow, it helps more people see it, because really, there's so many podcasts out there, and there's so much great content out there. I so appreciate it. I am a voracious podcast consumer. I love podcasts, and I listen to a bunch of podcasts. But what helps get me visibility is when you rate me on Apple Podcasts and when you reference, when you refer me to friends and say, hey, you may like this. Um, that is one of the best things you can do for me. So, hey, let's get back to that intro. I was thinking about something the other day. I was thinking about anger. And anger has been something that throughout my lifetime has has come up. And especially when I was a teenager, I, I became very, how would you say, very acquainted with anger, because in that season of my life, and any of you out there that were young men, you know, the age of 16 to 18, when your testosterone levels are at their height and you just have this general irritability that sometimes rests on you just because you're producing all that testosterone. I mean, testosterone is great. It helps you get things done, among other things, enjoy some of the better gifts that God has put in our realm. Yes, I'm referring to sex and testosterone enables that to happen. And so that's a wonderful thing. And those of you that blush out there, you need to read the Bible and need to realize that God created that for our enjoyment as well as our procreation. Wonderful gift. But when I was young, I remember like being angry. And I remember like I felt that rage inside of me and I wanted to keep that. And so I would play, this is hilarious, Christian heavy metal music because I didn't want to listen to the vulgar words of, you know, regular heavy metal music, but that beat, and there's an argument for this and there are people that make it out there that, you know, Christian heavy metal music is still that beat and it still has influence. Well, I can attest to you that it helped keep me angry. And I don't really know why I wanted to say angry. It was probably the adrenaline rush because when you're angry, it feels good and it has adrenaline rush. And I remember in those days, I had some interest in, in studying anger and I became interested in the passage in the Bible where Jesus goes to the temple and the translation and how they translate it um, kind of gives the appearance that Jesus was angry at the temple because they had turned what is supposed to be a place of worship into a place of commerce. And this is, in the Old Testament setting, this is the house of God that they've turned into a place of commerce. And so Jesus was upset, and the appearance was that he was angry. And so when I was young, I struggled with, uh, ah, let's I have to get my little screen. Yeah, sorry, a little distraction there. I'm looking at my soundboard, and I, I like to see the readout, and I had left it in another screen. And so, anyway, I digress, and you don't really care. Um, maybe you do, because you're... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that there are different types of anger, and it kind of confused me. It's like, oh, you can have this righteous anger, which Jesus supposedly had at the temple, and then you can have this unrighteous anger. Well, that kind of felt the same to me. I was just like, and honestly, when I was angry and I felt like I was righteously angry, I was still a jerk. And I guess the argument could be made when Jesus was at the temple, you know, he was sort of a, of a jerk because, you know, he overturned their tables and, you know, he got really upset and it's like, hey, 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 what are you, what are you doing? And, you know, I was of the opinion back then, and you'll find out as this podcast progresses and even very soon that I've kind of changed my opinion, but, you know, that it was okay. There was 
for lack of a better word, because I've talked about the word Christian and how it pretty much means nothing. And you know what's hilarious? I've had some recent interactions and I've, I've been pretty sheltered for a number of years. I really, in the past, would, would dive into this. But um, people of other faiths, such as the Latter-day Saints, such as the Jehovah Witnesses, and I haven't had much interaction, but it's amazing how we can all use the same terminology and mean something completely different. And so it gets really confusing when you're out there and people are like, oh, I'm a Christian and you get to talking. Okay, we're not even talking about the same Jesus. You know, they're like, oh, I love Jesus and I, you know, I believe in Jesus. Wow. And so part of this podcast is inspiring you to get into your Bible and know the word and know the awesome adventure that I talk about when I'm here. And many of you have experienced, some of you are on the fence and maybe some of you are even of other faiths that listen to this podcast. I just want to welcome you. I don't want my comments to cause you to leave. I want my comments to cause you to think and dig because what do we ultimately want in our lives? We want truth. And sometimes we have to wade through a lot of crap to get to the truth. Okay, it's more important to have the truth than to be right. Okay, you may have a position and you may be a believer in another faith. And right now you're just, you're feeling, oh no, I know I'm right. Hey, drop the being right and for truth. What I'm espousing to you today is that I believe I had an opinion about there was a, a Christian type of anger And I don't think that was right. As I've looked at the scripture and read it in the context of the chapter and and looked, um, dug dug a little deeper into the meaning of the word, I think that the translation was just a little lazy. I don't necessarily think it was inaccurate. I think it could have had more depth added to it and more meaning added to it. And so when I looked at that, all right, here's what I think. And here's what I've espoused from looking and rereading the scripture. And it fits more into the context of the whole of scripture that we confuse anger with passion. So Jesus was in the temple and he was passionate for the things of his father. And it's definitely conveyed in the scripture that he was passionate. And that passion led him to action. Okay, passion and action are not anger. They are forward movement. And so when the temple was congested and had lost its meaning, Jesus' passion and action began to restore that, to move it forward again, put it in a place where it was deserving to be. And so what I realized is that as I grow in my relationship with Jesus and the Father and the big HS, that's the Holy Spirit, and I pick up their heart, I pick up their passion. And so as I approach things, that passion comes out. And as that's mixed with action, there's forward progress. What is the thing that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are most passionate about? It's us. And so after Jesus is in the temple and he overturns the tables and, you know, calls them thieves and begins to restore what goes on in the temple, he turns around to the people there. Okay, when you're angry, man, you usually, it's like in destroy mode. And it could be argued that Jesus was in destroyed mode, but this is why I believe he was passionate. He turns around and he begins healing He had passion for the things of God. And so that passion went from action to here, which appeared to be violent and angry, to over here. The same passion that manifested in actions that were very compassionate. 
And so I would argue that we have a bit of a translation that isn't completely accurate and that the example for us is to grow in our relationship with Jesus, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I did it too, Jesus and the Son. They are the same. But as we grow and we catch the Father's heart and the Holy Spirit's passion and take actions like Jesus did, we begin to impact and make headway, forward progress for the kingdom of God, forward progress for the restoration of men to their creator. And so there's another scripture in Ephesians when it says, you know, in your anger, do not sin. Now, I believe the same thing of that scripture, that in your passion, Okay, because passion is intense and you know when you're passionate about things and there are multiple examples of passion like at a football game and your team is like a little bit behind and they're about to win and you are getting intense. And even in the marriage relationship, you know, the intense passion that happens between a man and a wife, it's just phenomenal. And that passion leads to the beginning of other lives as there is intercourse and there is reproduction through that passion. What a credible exchange. And so passion is so powerful and it leads to incredible actions, but it's kind of like there's a fine line and that's why you have to fall in love with the baseline of what the father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit's heart is. If we fall in love with their passions, then our actions translate accurately. Because I don't know about you, when I'm in passion and I have passion and I'm not angry, but I have passion, man, my actions tend to be incredibly effective. Now, in my anger, there is some logic that makes perfect sense in the moment that when you step back five or 10 minutes later, you're just like, that was the stupidest thing I ever did. Now, passion is opposite because passion, I believe, and I've experienced this, like causes you to take those risks, to be a little more vulnerable maybe with someone. And all of a sudden is bam, the door is wide open and there is good that just comes flowing in or flowing out, whichever the way the door is flowing. And it does both ways. Passion is just mixed with action. It's so potent. And so I'm not sure that there ever is a place for anger. The Proverbs talk about anger. And uh, we all have experiences in our own lives where I think, I don't know that anger has ever rarely played out. But intense passion, when you come up to someone with intense passion and maybe they're in sin and you're just like, man, I so care about you. I so care about you. This is bothering me to the core of my being because you are so important to me. That is intense passion for the person. Okay, there's a difference. Now, you can be angry about the sin, and that's where the pharisaical, uh, yeah, not going to go there with that word, although I really, really want to because I feel like I almost have it. But that's where that attitude comes in and you take your focus off the person and you begin to look at the sin. Okay, Jesus never did that. Now, he dealt with sin, but he dealt with the person. And so having an anger about sin, I believe, is sin. Having passion about the person and their care and realizing that sin is destroying them and that you're passionate about them being restored, that leads to right actions. And you may say, Tom, you're just, you're parsing some very 
it's just semantics. Maybe it is, but for me, it makes a huge difference. And I want to be a person that lives out of my passions. For one, it just feels freaking good to have a passionate love for people that comes out of the Father's heart. Because, and I've talked about this in my other podcasts, but we are all imperfect. I have things that drive people nuts. You have things that, if I know you, that would probably drive me nuts about you. But as I catch the Father's passion for you, that overrides that. And I'm willing to overlook that as you will also overlook it in me. And so it just ends up in this wonderful place. And so as I'm wrapping up this podcast, oops, bad on uh, podcast land, uh, I just encourage you. And as I wrap up and pray that you would catch the passion. Holy Spirit, will you just pour out your passion on this sanguine community, those people that are light in the darkness and they choose to shine their lights. Would you just bless them and reveal yourself to them? So my friends, hey, have a great great week. Thank you for listening. You are a great worldwide audience. And hey, uh, share me with a friend. I would so appreciate that. Let's get the word out. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.